You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is some of my best friends are Kabbalists. I'm here with Rav Nossen Notaglik from Ashkelon in Eretz HaKadosh, Eretz Yisrael itself. Rav Nossen, I know that uh, as we advance here in the Sphira, um, you have a, an approach that you started to develop last week. Uh, and you feel this approach not only gives us a mystical understanding of where the Sphira Salmer is about and what the days ahead. Of course, we have Lag Balmer coming up later this week. But you also feel that you have an approach that demands and, well, demands and then will from yourself and encourages all of us to look at the fountain of knowledge, which is Nevi'im uh, and the, and, and the Sipuria Nevi'im in, in a way that gives us much a panorama of understanding and a piece of Jewish history. And uh, I know you have some ideas here that I think are quite novel and I'm just gonna let you go on them. So go ahead. Um, yeah, and hopefully if I ever get to, to the end of this, I'll have a few things to say about Yom Ha'atzmaut and uh, why, I have, <laughs> why I have sympathies why I have sympathies for Yom Ha'atzmaut. But I, what I really feel like I have to do initially, and hopefully this won't take too long, is, is, is just do some kind of brief chazaran or review on what is going on in in sphere in sphere Seimer with this with this transition between Shem Elikim and Shem Akedat M uh, that we talked about um, last time because that's and you know the, the once again the the the, the name Akedat is a, is a variation of Shem Elikim where the Aleph and the Mem stay the same and the middle letters are are substituted for the letter prior. And Kadat is, is Gematria 33, which is Gal, and, and the total shame is Gematria Ed, and that goes back to Yaakov's uh, pile of rocks where he made a, made, made a covenant with Lavan in, in Ramot Gilad, um, saying that, you know, Lavan is not supposed to, Lavan Harami is not supposed to transgress and cross this, cross this border marker. Um, and it, it turns out rather surprisingly that, or maybe not, so surprisingly that this whole process of, of Yaakov and Lavan plays out later on in Malchus Yisroel, primarily between um, Melech Achav and Ben-Hadad Melech Aram. Okay, and we, we looked at some of the Pesukim uh, last week. So, but, you know, looking at it from the point of view of a Makubal, you know, you're thinking more about the Kavanas, what's Elikim and what's, what's, uh, what's Akedat, and how does that how does that work? So I'm going to try to um, give the the more classical Kabbalah angle on it, and then we'll extrapolate from there to what's going on in the pesukim. And like I said, I hope I do this quickly and succinctly. Okay, remember that the issue of Yitzias Mitzrayim is all about discovering the potential for the world being really miraculous because it's really all an emanation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There is no nature, there is no, um, you know, there, there is no fate. Uh, all of those things are simply masks high, behind which HaKadosh Baruch Hu hides. And 
really everything is miraculous because and, every, and everything is everything is bahashgacha because he is within everything and that's something called said hadas and um prior to yetzias mitzrayim the 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 das was in golus okay so what this means was I mean, how did the how did the dust get into Golos? Well, it all leaked out of Avram of Avram It all leaked out of Adam Arishon during this 100, 130 years after after he was kicked out of Gan Eden when he wasn't hanging with with uh, with Chava. But let's leave that aside. Let's just start with the assumption that this capacity for dust, which is Das Hashem, is somehow embedded in the material world. It's just been it's. Okay, so the the idea is is that you have to somehow reach down into materiality and you have to liberate that dot, that das, which is which is hiding in there. And this is a very difficult thing because the das itself seems to have fallen after the materiality, or it's fallen after the brokenness, and and now is just part of the brokenness it's a, it's as if to say that the the das has lost its own capacity to to understand itself so it can't interpret anything so in order to in order to liberate this das so hakadosh baruch Hu, uh, first of all he manages to lift up to olamat silut some of the das and this das fuses with a some chasodim and some erhein seif that comes down, which is the general principle that everything there's and everything that comes down from Shemaim, there's something that goes up from from here. So through the fact that we were working in Mitzrayim and we were suffering and we were pouring out pouring out our hearts to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, enough of the das rises up to Shemaim such that you can fashion a kind of mind which is composed of chasodim and gevurais. These chasadim and gvurois during Sphira Sa'imer are coming down into, uh, let's say, Teferis and Malchus in Oilam Matzilus. And, and out of Teferis and Malchus, they continue to float down until they come into, until they come into us. And the idea of mitzvahs hakrava Sa'imer is to both continue the process of lifting up whatever sparks of the das we can we can lift up but also to recognize what we are receiving min ha shamayim so what's going to happen with one side of the das that we receive min ha shamayim is that it apparently we're going to lose it again it's going to flow out of us and into the material into the materiality and it looks on the surface as if it's just following the original das. Now, this is an important process because if you don't reach down to where the das is, you can't liberate it. And the only thing that can liberate das is more das, right? So if the, if the das has lost the ability to interpret itself and know what it's supposed to do, then you're going to you send more das down there to teach the first das how to interpret itself and how then to liberate itself from, from where it's stuck. And this is a dangerous process because obviously the, the new DAS can fall down after the old DAS and, and, and get lost there too. And this is what appears to happen initially, um, which is why you have the 24th 
thousand students of Rabbi Akiva who die. That's why we grow our hair out because basically we're projecting out of our of our minds and out of our awareness out into the world, and and what we're projecting out there is seems to be getting lost and 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 sucked up and obliterated. And this also has to do with the time of Sphere Saimer, because Sphere Saimer we're, we're eating we're eating um, seora, we're eating barley, right? Because the wheat hasn't ripened yet, and that is and that is machal behema, and it is the nature, as as it says in Kohelas, of an animal soul to descend, you know, to descend downward, and for a human soul. By Kohelis, there seems to be some skepticism, which way which way that goes, right? But in the meanwhile, for the first part of Sphere Saimer, it looks like it looks like it's a losing battle. And what's going to turn the tide are the Chasadim that are coming down Min Hashemayim, which are also filling us. And it's the fact that the chasadim and the and the gvurot came down linked and fused and connected to each other married to each other so to speak that when you have enough chasadim on the on the internal side of your personality and you develop that identity so then you have a uplifting of the fallen new Gevurot, the fallen new das, and that then brings about a a a um, a rectification of the fallen old dot. And once you accomplish that, then you actually begin to build the possibility of the complete revelation of the world as being something that is full of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, full of Gilu Shchinan, full of and full of the miraculous. So. Lagba Omer is the is the tipping point where you have so far absorbed so much of the chasadim into yourself that the they begin to actually work and act. And because the chasadim have been have been fused and integrated in with the with the dot before arriving in your personality, therefore they have the ability to lift up what has apparently been fallen and lost. So it's kind of like a victory that comes out of the jaws of defeat. And um, therefore, we speak in terms of Rabbi Akiva's five students as being the rectification of the 24,000 that, uh, uh, that died and, and, and fell into non-existence. And if we, once again, if we carry through the complete process of Sphere Saimer, then we have then we have another opportunity to look at the world as being a revelation of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and and uh, that then is the is the gateway to to Matan Torah. Okay, and I don't want to talk too much about Matan Torah either because because that's just going to get us uh, yeah, lost I, in some more stuff. Well, I think All right, definitely, so that, I definitely think you've uh, yeah. So that's the that's the, on the introduction. The, by, by yes, go ahead. No, I mean that's you know that's the that's the introduction, and um, so what we what we discovered is that is that this first of all fits over very very interestingly with with uh, with the process of Yaakov and Lavan, because you know Lavan is making the claim that that um, since everything that you've ever acquired for yourself, including yourself for that matter, since you've been eating my food for 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 twenty years, everything that you try to make for yourself is really is really me. It's really mine, and therefore you never 
you know, you never succeed in establishing your actual identity and you remain nobody and everything that you have is mine and everything that you think you are is me. And therefore, you don't even really exist. And and when Yaakov says, uh, you know, if not for Hakadosh Baruch Hu having compassion on me, you would have sent me empty. I think empty means simply non-existent. There wouldn't be any Yaakov to 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 send any longer, right? And and um, when Yaakov realizes that he actually does have sufficient um, inner content in order to serve as the counterweight to Lovin's claims. So then you have, in a sense, the Ramaus of Yaakov winning out over the Ramaus of Lovan, in the sense that Lovan is trying to interpret the world in such a way that the Das always reinforces the, the material picture of reality as purely material and purely, and, and there's no Gilu here. And suddenly Yaakov finds that his Das wins over Lovan's Das, and it's kind of like a, a flippy sort of thing that any good con man would be, would be familiar with. But, uh, you know, Yaakov Yaakovinu does this Ramois against Lavan using, in a sense, the power of truth. The power of truth, by the way, has a lot to do with his relationship with his wives, with, with Rachel and Leah and, and Bilha and Zilpa, because the way that he beats Lavan is basically that he convinces these women to love him more than they love their own father. And by loving them the way that he does, which is really quite selfless and, and almost, uh, almost pathetic in a way, but he demonstrates to them what true love is. And that's what makes them realize that their father doesn't love them at all. And that's what allows his wives to disconnect from love and also. And the, and the remez over here, the, the, you know, kind of like the secret hint over here is very powerful because the fusion of the chassadim, which once again is the counterweight to the, to the gvurot that, that slip out, the original fusion of chassadim and gvurot is something that happens as the fusion between male and female. In, you know, in Shemaim, it's between the Zeranpin and, and, and Malchus, which is also Bechino of Yaakov and Rachel and, and Leah. So by getting, you know, by Yaakov getting Rachel and Leah to really love him and to feel connected to him and to bind themselves totally with him, that is the tikkun of the Chasodim and Gvuris, and that's what makes the whole Lagba Omer thing actually effective. And that's what transforms Lovan's Ramois into into Yaakov's, uh, shall we say, true Ramois. Okay, if that makes if that if that if that makes any sense. Okay, so that's where I think I should take a pause over here and and uh, and um, fish for comments or. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to just say that uh, you've got me thinking about the Trophim now, because I think the Trophim oh, sort I, of, I think the Trophim are sort of representative of of Yaak of love and stick figure. Um, the representation of his children. They are basically, yes, they are humans, but they, you know, they, they, they talk and they tell me things, but they are basically getchkas, you know. In other words, the trophim, these, these, these doll-like beings are really Lovun's, the manifestation of, of Lovun's children. The way Lovun sees, obviously Lovun is not, uh, is not Hitler. You know, Lovun is not, um, you know, uh, a frothing, uh, terrible, you know, uh, republic villain who's, you know, wants to take over the world. Ha, ha, ha. Lovan has, um, you know, his sense of, of humanity, his sense of other people, as you say, is, 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 is very much bereft of anything except getting ahead. But he also views his children, now his sons that, of course, are born to him as these sort of, these trophim. These are sort of like yeah. 
dolls that he has that that feed his ego, feed his sense of accomplishment, as opposed to yeah, the, the richness of Yaakov's relationship. Ramoyas, though, again, the element, you know, the dynamic of male and female that's in, in play, but it's a much more yeah. vivid, real connection. Uh, it's yes. the dance, it's, it's a real dance, as opposed to Lovin, who has, oh, I have my dolls, I have my my trophim, right? My trophim. Yeah. They aren't just... They aren't just these 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 idols that, that that he polishes that have no relation to you know it's some sort of they actually are his that's the way he views these these relationships I don't know just an idea that I think yeah that sounds saying. sounds sounds good to me and <laughs> by the way you know simply but, simply but, 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 but simply it's, it's it's really even more than that Nelson because really yeah. um, you know the truffin become key. To to Yaakov's inter Lovin's interplay, that that's that's what he says is his right to insert himself into to Yaakov's world is you know you've stolen my trophy you know Ganaftas yeah. and 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 Rachel's lie about the trophy are is really her stand that is that moment where she and what does she say Derech I'm not I'm not a little doll I'm a I'm a menstruating woman. You know what I'm saying? I, no. I, right, right. In other words, the the the, 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 the ultimate uh, it's the ultimate shattering of of a, of a, of a father daughter relationship, unless it's done in the mature Torah way, right? Love on, right? love on, you know, uh, love on has his the people that are connected to him, uh, whether it's his daughters or his new children. They're all these trophim like beings, and. And, and, and Rachel, who really has the trumpet, right? In a way, she she's controlling that, whatever Kabbalistic, however Kabbalistic you understand that. But but the, the the conversation between them is ends this relationship and really severs our connection to Lavan, as much as Yaakov's God's interaction and saying don't harm him and and, and Yaakov venting his his frustration. You have Rachel saying derech noshimli. And yeah. that's something that 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 takes him for a loop. Lovin can't Lovin can't deal with that, despite his knowledge of the world and how things work and and contracts and other things that we mentioned last week. So I think yeah. that that's right. I think that that really shows the supremacy of of what of Yaakov's relationship. It's not just the difference between a, a it's true. It's it's emblematic of a father versus a husband, but it's really the difference between you know, real das and countless hadas. Anyway, that, that's yeah. my that's that's my response to that. I hope well, I, I hope it added something to you. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah. it kind of opens up a whole Pandora's box, which which would require, I think, a lot of time to to you know work out. Um, I just I just want to say um, you know uh, several things to to begin with. I'm very much indebted to um, to Rabbi Yochan and Zweig for. For much of this, for much of this mahalach, um, you know, he's the he's the one that once pointed out that uh, that Yaakov is the ya- Yaakov's Ramos wins over Lovin's Ramos uh, through the way that he dealt very nicely and well and lovingly with with Lovin's daughters. Um, that was that was uh, that was his part, and I, I have to say, I find I think it's you know very convincing at least to me. Another another thing since you, and, since you and, mentioned and it, and it is so Zwigonian. It is it is it is, it is. it's it's very it's very subtle real, though. That is real. 
we started this conversation earlier this morning, and I told you something which I'm not going to repeat here on the air. <laughs> Another <laughs> typical, typical Zygotian thing about the Maitzi Serla Latola, but this one is obviously a, uh, a very much a, uh, a, and those people who are listening here who are part of, who have had this hus, to be part of this Zygonian network in some ways, I think can recognize, you know, his fingerprints all over that part. Yeah, um, but uh, another another thing also has to do with with menstruation because remember the process of of uh, loss that we undergo in the in the in the in Sphira, at least the first part of Sphira up until up until Lagvaimer, when we feel like our that you know that what we've been given in Ashamayim was just leaking out of us and sinking into the you know sinking into the materiality of the world and that it's being lost. Um, you know that that is the bechina of of damnida, which comes out of you know which comes out of uh, malchus, uh, you know malchus tatzilus, insofar as malchus tatzilus is is the one that's passing down these these gurus to us. Okay. Right, but even so, though, even though Rocco is lying about that, but but it's the the, the, the concept is something that that avoid the czar is matame kanida or matame teada or whatever. No, but love and, and she's sitting it. on it. But love and that's the point. Yeah. And love and love and cannot deal with this because you know the fact that there should be anything positive here that that's that that's a con it ends the conversation and it ends love and's uh, ability to be aggressive and to actually uh, assert himself. I True. think one of whether it's a lie or not, our ability to to deal with nidus and to see it as in, in, in its in its you know in the cycle, uh, you know whether it's Rashbi's statement in in the Gemara Nida about you know, uh, you know about you know re returning you know back to your husband Kekala, right? The idea right. of you know this is something that 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 we have a you know, we understand this. You know, we we understand the 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 cycle. We understand the 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 you know dealing with it as opposed to just right. uh, as opposed to just submitting to death. Yeah. So I think. Okay. Do you want to? You want you want to? Yeah, there, there, there are two ancillary processes. I, I, mean, I simply can't, I simply can't avoid this. I mean, the first, of, the, the first one is the idea that during Yemei Sphira, um, that Malchus Shemayim is being purified like a, like a Nida. And I, I think one of the things that helps make this make a little bit more sense is that you realize the Arisa, you know, Anida can bleed all the way through her, her seven days right. and go to, go to the mikvah at the end. And the reason, the reason why is that, you know, so there's a loss that comes from bleeding, but there's also the sense that the loss is going to be reclaimed at the end of the process because you're counting, you know, you're counting days. And wherever you have the counting of days, the days are the chasodim, and the chasodim are going to reclaim the, are re going to reclaim the loss and, and, and bring it all up to, to a place of, of, of unity. So the idea that this sphere Saimer is like is like a, a Nida counting her 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 seven days, except that they're weeks instead of days, is you know is is grounded in that. Um, and uh, gee, the other thing I seem to have forgotten. So let's just <laughs> let's just move along. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah. You, so you wanted to. Um... Now that you, I think you've 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 shown the the very important parallels and the not just the parallels, but as you said last week, myself as similar bonum, 
um, the type of tableau. Uh, right. I think you wanted to now extend this into into Ahav. Right. So so um, you know Ahav is as bad and oivid of Oidazar as he was, but we know that there are certain very good characteristics about Ahav also. He seemed to really care about Am Yisrael and you know do the best for them. Um, he he uh, also I just I just learned in that article that you sent me that uh, that the one thing that Ahav was not willing to surrender to Ben Hadad when Ben Hadad tried to do a love on thing on him and and say hey I'm going to send my people and we're going to investigate every nook and cranny in your in your kingdom and we're going to take everything that we like okay that uh, that Ahav was trying to protect the one thing that was really his Mahmad Enayim you know the delight of his eyes which was the Sefer Torah. So Ahav had a Sefer Torah, which was the delight of his eyes, which is the one thing that he wouldn't surrender, um, you know, to let's say Lovin's reincarnation in his, you know, in, in his generation. So that that's a that's a that's kind of important. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- so I think Ahav- it's also also even in the Pesukim itself, Nelson. I think that Nelson. I think the fact that he is able to turn Eliyahu into a, it isn't just that he's he has a good Twitter feed. You know, he turns Eliyahu into a, a an enemy. Of of the of the of the standard uh, person in his in his kingdom, right? And he okay. turns him into an enemy for 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 bringing the drought, for not defending, for not having uh, uh, a connection to the Jewish people, right? For being a uh, for being for being a, a, a not just a malcontent, but someone who wants to subvert the the sense of what Yadus the way he feels it should be I mean and I think my feeling because yeah, he's he's willing he's willing to kill Am Yisrael in order to in order to restore the true the true religion I mean that's you know that's uh, Pinchas's Kanaut right there you know let, right. Am, let you know let Amcha Yisrael die but let's get the religion back which, and, which and, means he can paint him not just as a religious fanatic but as someone who's a danger to to the continued existence of the Jewish people, not just humanity, the, the, yeah. very much the ethnic, the, the defender of our ethnicity, um, and and and, and you know, Achav in, in that sense is, um, you know, he's quite, yeah. he, 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 he's, he means it. He isn't, a, he's, he's not a despot in that way. No, except for the one time that, uh, you know, that Isabel, uh, does something dishonest in order to in order to get the you know Kerem uh, Navota Israeli, right. you know, and 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 you know, and Ahav really goes is really terribly depressed about the whole thing. You know, once it's actually pointed out to him, it's the one one of the few times that he really does really does tshuva for what he's for what he's done, and and Akadosh Baruch has also also marachim on him in 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 that regard. But I just by the way, since we're talking about the relationship between Eliyahu and and Ahav, there is a moment where. Eliyahu Mamish loves Ahav, and Ruach HaKadosh loves Ahav, okay? And that's right after this situation, Hara Carmel, where Ahav right. is returning to his, to his palace right. somewhere Eliyahu in Amit, runs Israel. Eliyahu runs in front of his chariot. Now, you, you, got, you, got, you got to understand what goes into this. Okay, you have a man wearing sandals, I guess, or something. I mean, he's not wearing Reeboks or, or Nikes, you know? And, and, and he's running for... 30 kilometers, I guess, something, something like that, you know, from, from Hara Carmel out to the, out, out to Amik Israel, uh, you know, to, I mean, to wherever, wherever Ahab's palace was. So it's, it's gotta be, it, I mean, you know, 
I would, I would estimate it's about 30 kilometers. And he's running in front of the chariot. Now, Ahav is, is, is driving very, very fast. Why? Because he wants to get home before the rain starts. Right. right. <laughs> you know, so Ahav's horses are, are, are charging full speed ahead. And Eliyahu is running in front of Ahav's chariot all the way back, you know, to, to be Malavahim to, uh, to his palace. And that is, I mean, if, you know, that's Mamash Kabbalah's Malchus. And, you know, the, the terrible thing about that is, is that, is that, you know, Izevel once again, drives the wedge in between her husband and, and, uh, and Eliyahu. Okay. Sure. Um, that's, listen, there's, there's a reason why Jezebel becomes the, uh, Jezebel. <laughs> becomes the, uh, the a name for, you know, the scheming, terrible woman. Um, yeah. I think that the, uh, I think our listeners know that it isn't just he's coming down from Hara Carmel. There's just been one of the most incredible moments in Jewish history has occurred, right? You've had also a gigantic bloodbath while you're at it. I mean, you know, how many, how many Nivier Baal did they slaughter over there? Oh, yes, the Nivier. And but right before that, there was this declaration, which is really the, the model for all of us at Ne'ewa. Ah, Hashem yeah. They all screamed Hashem Olakim. All the all the are all the people who had been sold on 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 Achab's you know secular version of what Klal Yisrael should be. All of them who had basically you know thought that the Baal offered at least you know some uh, direction, and you know Elio was that all turned. And, and and everybody, Achav, the most intense, screaming, Hashem, who will look him? And uh, yeah, that is, you know, when we think about a world that, the world of Tikkun, when we think about that world that, that, that we hope is in front of us, it's, that's the model. That moment is, is that moment of Eliel Bahara Carmel is really, you know, is, is the model for, for what we go through every Yom Kippur. And I think the closer we get you know, in this Ikhnas of the Meshicha, the more we go back to that moment at Har HaKarmel. And, um, you know, and, and, and again, I, I think I heard Rav Gifters at Sal say, that's what the moment of 1967 was, right? You know, the, the, after the, 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 the Nisim that were in Nisgala in, in that war, there was that Hashem Mu'alukim moment. And, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and if the Elios would have run in front of the, the, the Merkava at that point, who knows what, what what could have happened? Well, I just want I just want to move, you know say that there's there's several big battles between between Aram and and uh, and Ahav. One of them is the is the one where, as I said, uh, um, Ben Hadad uh, tried to pull a love on Harami on on Ahav, and and there was a big battle there. And uh, you know, Bidvar Hashem, the battle was uh, the battle was won. Later on. There's a there's an interesting tale where it says that Avdei Melech Aram Amru Elav, you know the the, the ministers of the king of Aram said to him that Elohe Harim Elohehem, that the the God of Israel is the God of mountains. Al Ken that's why they were stronger than us. But if we make war with them in, on the plains, okay, we will certainly be more. More strong than they are, because our God is a God of plains, and and the Israelite God is a God of mountains. Okay, and um, so that's what they were going to try to do as a battle strategy. They were going to try to lure Ahav to come down and fight them in in the valley. And um, so here you have, 
ויגש איש האלוהים ויאמר אל מלך ישראל, ויאמר כה יאמר אדוני, יען אשר אמרו ערום אלוהי הורים אדוני ולא אלוהי עמוקים הוא, ונשאתי את כל ההומון הגדול הזה ביודעך וידעתם כי אני אדוני. Now, because Ben Hadad had the audacity to say that, listen, you know, Kaddish Baruch Hu is God, of, is God of mountains, but he doesn't do all that well down in the flatlands. Okay, so therefore, I'm going to give you all of these, you know, this entire gigantic army is going to fall into your hands. Right? And so, you know, and so it happened. And I just would like to point out that this also reminds you of something which, or reminds me anyway, of something which you wouldn't think is related, but it's, it's Shiraz Hazinu. It's the end of Shiraz Hazinu. Because there's, there's something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to do, not necessarily because we deserve it, but only to subvert and, and, uh, and uh, destroy the illusion and the falsehoods that the Goyim have. Okay, now, now this also, by the way, fits in with, with Yaakov and Lavan, because once again, you know, we're fighting over how to interpret the world. And, and how to get in touch with this das that's embedded in the material world. And the das that's embedded in the material world has lost its ability to, re, to interpret that material world because it's so embedded in it. And we come with more das and a different thing, and we're trying to get the old das to flip and interpret the world the way that, that uh, we think it should be interpreted or the way that Kaddish Baruch wants it to be interpreted, right? And in the end, there's the, the trick is, once again, realizing that we have the chasodim within our inner essence and that the chasodim are bonded to the, to the gvurais of the das which have, which have leaked out and therefore everything's going to flip back to our side, right? But the flipping is where you kind of transform reality and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to make the flip happen even if we don't deserve it, but Laman Shemoy, so that the non-Jews or the or so that the Goyim who are fighting will be derived will be deprived of their of their illusions. Okay. And this is something that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to do simply because we have already counted spheres Imer long enough to get to 33. We have enough, we have enough weight within ourselves to make it happen. It doesn't mean that we're perfect. It doesn't mean that we're even necessarily good. It doesn't mean that we have a good malchus. Okay. But it but it's enough to make it's enough to make the flip happen. And like, you know, and if you're familiar with Hazinu, which I don't not going to quote right now, but but at the end, you know, what makes Hakadish Baruch Hu stand up um, and and take vengeance on the nations is not that Am Yisrael deserved it, but simply that that the nations should not think that it's their power that did this, that they have any that they have any real power. It's not that you know you didn't conquer Bnei Yisrael because you're so great and because you're so powerful and because you have all this military expertise. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with the fact that I allowed it to happen. Okay, and I'm going to divest you of any illusions to the contrary by completely obliterating you. And that is, that is Hashem's promise at the end of, of, of Shira Sazino. And apparently it's also possible for this kind of thing to happen without leading inevitably to a, you know, you know, a future and complete, a complete redemption. Okay. Because it actually seems to be like the, the opening springboard to a whole series of, of, of Galuyot and, and, and Gulot and victories. And then, you know, and it's still it's still going on, which is why I think some of this has something to do with uh, with with Yom mode. You know, um, I, I was thinking, you know, and again as we wrap this up here, I was thinking that uh, yeah, that 
you know, when you talk about, you know, you mentioned last week pro satseris, and we talk about, um, you know, the the Lagba Omer sort of entering into the last. Uh, it's sort of like the last third in a way, right? Although yeah, there's 16 yeah. days. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not exactly, but I think it's I think you 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 have to uh, indicate the parallel between. You know, you know the three of us, right? You know, you have Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. Is would would you uh, agree that perhaps a way to look at this, especially the importance you've given to the to the Yaakov struggle and the Yaakov articulation, that this is the period that that we can now sort of like relish Yaakov's contributions here from thirty three mm-hmm. to forty nine. In other words, Avram and Yitzchak are sort of like wrapped up in in, in, in Pesach and this period, this Yitzchak period. And maybe we could say from Lagba Imer on, it's more the, you, you have more of, of, of Yaakov, which is Midas Teferis and, and its glory. Uh, I'm wondering also, you know, something yeah. that came to me. I mean, you know, Teferis is the fusion of, of Hasadim and Gvuris from that, from that point of view. Oh, and by the way, I just, I, so I have to mention Saita, you know, that, that the, the, Carbon Eimer is also a minchas, a minchas soita, right. because Malchus Shemayim is proving that she is fused completely to to uh, to Tiferes, right? Because if there was some sort of break between between the the Chassadim and the Gevuris, if they weren't fused in a subtle way, then once the Gevuris come down, they really would fall out and and and, and yeah, be lost I, in, I, in I, the I would actually argue even right. I would actually argue even stronger that um, you know I, I I've talked about the fact that. You know that uh, Yocheved is sort of the is is the is Yocheved and Amram's relationship is the parallel to to Klal Yisrael and the Rebbeinu um, and in many ways, you know, the idea of taking back your wife, um, the 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 Halolo is really, mm-hmm. in, in a sense, disproved through Sfira. Yes, they were definitely. You know, we we were were we the uh, you know, were we the uh, the the uh, adulterous woman or not? Uh, you know, the 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 minchasoita, right. the minchasoita that we drank, so to speak, during Pesach, um, actually turns into instead of, you know, it, it seems like we're gonna. It's almost like this, you know, like in a movie scene. It looks like, oh, look what's happening. Oh, here comes the the, the Avelus, here comes the Nidus, here comes the Psalus. Oh, it looks like, oh, is she turning green? Is she going to die? And actually what happens at 33, we actually have the flowering towards life. Right. Right. So you actually, right. it's almost like the Hashkos, the Hashka uh, of the Saita, where, you know, where you think what's going to happen is, oh, watch it. She's going to blow up real good. But really, what's going to happen is is that that this is this is this is a processing, which is actually going to lead to to Venixa uh, Venizrozora, and I just again just right. to just to go to that. And last it's it's a it's a proof. By the way, it's a proof Freya that even when the you know even when the blood so to speak was leaking out, okay, it wasn't the same kind of blood that was already in the blood soaked earth that was lost forever. It's it's it, you know. Even even when it was coming out, it still had a it still had a connection yeah, and, and, the, the and could be retracted, which is which is why once again you know Dam Nida that, that comes out during the seven days that she's counting, 
okay, is reversible. I and mean, that's part of the, you know, that's part of the thing. And and, and remember, we're not talking Shiva Nikim, we're talking, you know, Damnita de Arisa, Dindi Arisa. Which which really um, shows that the Avoda Zara that we were involved in was not true Dvekas. There was no hot smother to the Baal True. There was no Tsimu. There was no Tsimu. It was there was no Tsimu. It was all, you know, it was not the it, it was not Kim Kholbashfairis. What it was was you know it was a it was it was it was an involvement in an environment, but one that we could prove that we were not guilty. I'm just saying, you know, I, I say this, you know, I say this every day. Um, I try to have kavana when I say it. You know, this is part of the kabbalas malchus shemayim that we say before we do the kriyashma right. and the chakras. So we say that we are the children of Avram who loved you. Okay. That you made the shvur, zera Yitzchak yechido, and we are the seed of Yitzchak, who is miyuchet to you, uh, mm-hmm. who is the miyuchet to Avram. That's zera Yitzchak yechido, right? Shenekel gabi mizbeach, but who we we are also something else. We are banim, we are zera, but we are adas of Yaakov. We are the Ada of Yaakov. Bincha Bukharecha. Right. Bincha. That's pretty sharp. But here's the key. Doesn't say you loved Abraham. He loved you. But you loved Yaakov. Right? From the love that you loved him. And from the simcha that you had in him, in Yaakov, with all his travails and all this interconnection with Lavan and, and, and the Ramoyas and everything else, the Muhammad Esav, that was Ava and Simcha, which was not on display with Avram and Yitzchak. Despite the fact hmm. that Avram, you, he loved you. And, and and Yitzchak is 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 the is the Yochid of Avram Sorry. and Sarah, so it's all it's it's from Yaakov Karasa Eshemoi Yisrael Vishuru, and that's why mm-hmm. he gets the supposed of Yisrael. So I'm, I'm I'm saying I think that this is is an indicator of 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 the love that's replicated, the Ava and the Simcha. Is a Yaakov bechena God loving and being besimcha over this 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 incredibly human uh, struggler that is Yaakov, uh, this incredible human struggler dad um, and fighter and um, uh, mourning um, uh, you know person uh, that is thirty three to forty nine that's Yaakov. Yeah. That's that that leads to Yeshurun, which of course is 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 Matan Torah. Anyway, that's just something that that, that okay. this so I'm I'm going to, to say <laughs> I'm going to do what I gotta do and I'm going to try to do it quickly because time is time is running out, but I cannot not mention Yuravam um uh Yuravam ben Yoyosh Melech Israel, who had a very long now this he's he's not he's not actually connected to Achav. He's a child of of uh, 
or of Yehu Ben Nimshi, right, who actually eradicated the family of Ahav. And this was part of, I guess, if you want to say, Eliel Hanavi HaKadosh Baruch Hu's uh, plot to create gigantic revolutions, both in, in, in by Yisrael and also in, in Yehuda. Um, but we're not going to be able to get into that. Um, and he, but he had a very long rule, 40, 41 rules, 41 years is, is quite an outstanding uh, reign in, in the ancient world. Uh, but you know, he was, he was just, he was bad. He was just bad, just bad as, as Yeruvim. But he restored the boundary of, of Yisrael to the northernmost regions. Right? So there's a prophecy that we don't know of, it's not in Sefer Yoina, but it's a prophecy of Yoina Hanovi that Hashem was going to restore all of, all of Yisrael's lands through this character of Yeruvim ben Ahav, even though he was a Russia, right? Just like Yeruvim ben Nevot and etc. Why? Because in the years leading up to Yeruvim, Am Yisrael was reduced to such Shefel Hamadrega through the wars with Aram that they were, our situation was simply, you know, um, impossible to impossible to maintain. And it says, You know, Hashem saw the poverty of Yisrael that was really incredible the fs fs there's no one to um I mean, these are these are hard words to translate but there's there's no one to defend and there's no one to rely on the ain oizeli israel and there's nobody to help and hashem was not ready to wipe out the name of israel from underneath the heavens and he saved them through yoravam ben yoyash this is virtually the same lotion that you have in Shira Sazino. So, I mean, I've, I, heard, I heard Shirim from, I believe, uh, um, I, wish, I wish I could quote him by name because I don't remember his name. Um, but he, but he, you know, he makes the point that, that apparently, okay, there's somebody out there that thinks that the events depicted in Shira Sazino are actually the events that play out in the years prior to Yeruvam's uh, rule, and that uh, and that Hashem's great vengeance that is depicted at the end of Shira Sazinu is Hashem's vengeance against against Aram, and this all happens through this all happens through Yeruvam. So when you when you consider what we're saying about the tipping point, you know, there's a tipping point at which Hashem has to do something, if not necessarily because we're in such a you know big madrega, but because the time has come to to undo the illusions that are held by the by the by the non-Jews. Okay. And that itself is a is a is a tremendous tikkun. So this is something to be thankful for. This is something to appreciate. It's minashamaim, it's absolutely minashamaim. And it's something that if you're going to say halal, you should say you should say halal for it. You know, yeah, this is this is also since, you know Hazinu right? is the ultimate. You know, it's it's and Hazinu is a shira, right? Hazinu is the shira, and it's in many ways it 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 encapsulates things. Uh, it's it's sort of unfortunately we know from our it encapsulates history, and unfortunately it has not been given the. Um, 
the sort of prominence that it, it needs. If you look in the in the sources in the mission, of course, this was what they. Uh, this is one of the things the Anshay Maimed would go through. Uh, this right. was part of the. This was and the Anshay Maimed represented the best of the Jewish people being involved in the Avodas Hashem and the Beis Hamikdash, going through Hazinu daily. Right. This is the sections right. of Hazinu is what they read, and they read different sections of it continuously. Didn't, didn't they do that in? Didn't they do that in the base Megdish also for the for the Shiras for the for the you know Shira Yoim? Go I know that Anche Maimon read Hazinu. Now my, my point is Anche Maimon were there always. So this was right. a continuous reading that, that, that occurred. What, what I'm saying is, is that you know the Shiras Hayam, which is is, is obviously uh, the, the an incredible event of Klal Yisrael's prophecy even before Matan Torah. Uh, is very important, and it does have the whole gamut of human history in it as well. But Shira Sazina was really God's Shira that represents the whole Torah, right? You know, right. Shira Hazos is the mitzvah of, 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 of writing the Sefer Torah. The Sefer Torah is Hazina. Hazina is right. really the essence of, 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 of the whole Torah in a certain way. Right. And which uh, unlike, which Ahav loved. Yes. And would not surrender no matter what. <laughs> but, um, so I, so I just, I I, by the way, I just, I just got to say, you know, really two other things. When, when we're talking about elements of of the log, you know, the 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 massive identity that we have that is sufficient in order for Akadosh Baruch Hu to at least deprive the non-Jewish perspective or the Goyesha perspective of its of its validity, even if it's not necessarily. You know, because we deserve it or anything. It's not that we're necessarily going to become such a Hayekha Madrega. Um, so the Zohar itself seems to refer to itself in those sense. And it's, you know, Right. And so that's that would be a way once again in which Rabbi Shimon Bar Yehoi connects to the connects to the Bar Kokhba war and to the theme of of uh, of Sphere Saimer and, and, and Lagboimer. Okay. And also to the also to the Atidid. And if you want to push it a, want to push it a little bit further, Medina Israel is absolutely, in my opinion, that kind of that kind of thing where Hakadosh Baruch Hu acts in order not because we're big tzaddikim, but if, simply to deprive the others, our our um, enemies, okay, of the validity of their point of view. And this was pointed out by by Rav Soloveitchik and others. I mean, the the strike against Christianity, that Christianity is the true Judaism or Christianity is the true Israel, and we are and you know and we have been we are now bereft and deprived of all of our spiritual treasures because it's all gone to the church. The minute that Am Yisrael sets up a independent nation in Eretz Yisrael, that completely obliterates the Christian claims to anything. All right. I would say, and, and I, I would actually preface that, and again, I think maybe this is a somewhat of a negative note to 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 end with, but also the Christians, um, um, in large part, um, um, acquiescence to the Nazis' uh, dehumanizing and obliteration of Jews, and basically that that there's records for. So you know whether yeah. it's Pope Pius. So here you have the Christians. You know, it, 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 you know, they. I, I think they abdicate this um, during World War II. I, I think the the straw man of of, of Christianity is, is revealed 
as a, a, a weakling as Hitler, yeah. uh, you know, as Hitler marches right. on Europe and destroys millions of people. And I think yeah, that the, the, the fact, yes, there were wonderful- The Etsem, excuse me for, you know, because time is short, but the, the, the simple fact that we set up an independent government with Yerushalayim as its capital in Eretz Israel, that is a complete stira to Christian doctrine for 2,000 years. It doesn't, it, it's not such a stira to modern evangelical Christian doctrine, which is why evangelicals, when they're not trying to convert us, actually seem to like us on some, on some level. They have to be careful of their conversion, uh, you know, their, their no, I, conversion no, schemes, no, which are no, I quite agree. Prevalent. I agree with the state. And I, and I got I to gotta say something else, too. We have exactly the same effect on Islam. Because Islam also prides itself as a, a religion that comes to replace us because, because we were Mizayef the Torah, according to, according to their claim. Okay? And, when, and when Muhammad uh, went on his night journey from Makkah to, to uh, the Al-Aqsa, okay, he actually went to Harabayas and he stood on the Ebena Shasiyah and he was taken up to heaven and he got to lead the davening in the presence of Moshe Rabbeinu and in the presence of Yeshu and in the presence of all the Nevi'im. Right before Allah himself, he got to, he, he, he got to lead davening or, or you know, whatever it is that they, Salat, as they, as they refer to it, I think. And and this is a way of saying that that now you know Islam is the new Yahadut. You know, there's no point in being Jewish anymore. Embrace Islam, and therefore and therefore the Muslims feel that they have a claim to Eretz Yisrael and, and to Harabai specifically. Um, and That's once we it. once history has has come together in such a way that here we are, okay, it's it's a it's a stiragamura to to Islam, and even the fact that you have you know, uh, Muslim countries, including Saudi Arabia, which is kind of warming up to us quite a bit, that are willing to make shulam with us, you cannot underestimate the impact of that. You know, you really, you really can't. And hopefully so, it is, hopefully it is a, a, a great harbinger. And I, and on that note, I got, no, I mean, I've got to wish you a, an incredible, yeah. and I think you've given us a lot here. Okay. To take so into, just listen to, give me, give me, Give me one, one, one mishpat to stick in edgewise. Just you see the pattern from Yaakov through through uh, through Achav, through Yeruvim, through Rajbi, through Rabbi Akiva, through through the present day. Okay, so I'm I have a lot of sympathy for people who say Halal and Yom Matzmos. You know, <laughs> okay. I really do. All right, you and did. That's it. the that's you the were able to get it in under. Yay! Take care, everybody. Have a great log. We will hopefully see you again soon. Um, happy mystical thinking. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.